0: from former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL. You'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam.
1: And welcome to Sports InfoU. You just got Daryl holding it down solo. But hey, Gus Bradley, what's going on, Gus? Man, you about the fifth Jacksonville Jaguar Coach since Sister since Great. The, the legendary, the legendary, um Oh man, Tom Coughlin. What? What? Whatever happened to a good coach like Tom Coughlin coaching the Jaguars and them going places? And now we have Gus Bradley. They told Gus, "Hey man, you're fired. You can't ride back in first class. Get in the back of the back of the plane, and we're gonna give you a ride back to Jacksonville. But don't even worry about making no game plans for next week. None of that. Hey guys, we got Michael Jackson on the line, and I'm not talking about the he he Michael Jackson. I'm talking about the the coach." Over there at Palm Coast High School, one of the sister coaches at Palm Coast High School in Palm Coast, Florida, on the line with us. And hey, Mike, what's going on, Mike?
2: Hey, how you doing, Coach? Thanks for having me on this evening.
1: Hey, man, we really appreciate you coming on as always. Hey, hey, hey Mike. Um, you know, before you get started, I want to ask you a question. Do you think that Prescott can take the Dallas Cowboys? to the second round of the playoffs, something something Tony Romo has never been able to do in his career at Dallas?
2: I'll tell you what. Coming fresh off of what he did yesterday, I believe he went 32 or 36. Uh, I think he answered those questions. But more importantly, not necessarily just with Dak, um, as a running backs coach, I'm watching this football game here, I'm looking at that O-line work, and I'm looking at the fits, and, and the looks that uh, a Zeke Elliott gets. And I'm just amazed. Not only that, the way he he seems to know a, a sign of a good back is a back that knows exactly where his blockers are coming from and where they're going to be. And it seems like Zeke Elliott knows exactly where his blockers are going to be, and he hits the fits perfectly. He knows when to accelerate. He has patience. He knows when to press the hole. And when he gets in the open field, everybody sees what you can see. But going back to Dak Prescott, yesterday he he didn't throw any kind of long balls. He took what he got. And then something I noticed yesterday, too, which a lot of commentators gave him grief for, he took off and used his legs when need be. So I think it goes without saying that if Dallas doesn't make it past the second round or better, it will not be because of Dak Prescott. Not to mention, somebody else I want to mention from yesterday, this young man at defensive end that just absolutely took the game over late was just phenomenal. Uh, it, 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 Dallas has all the makings there. It's it's, it's basic, In my opinion, the NFC Championship is theirs to lose.
1: I, I couldn't agree with you more, Mike. But, um, you, you know, what history has told us, though, something happens in that Dallas organization that, that that prohibits them from going past the past the first round of the playoff. Now I look at this team this year, and I really think some of that mojo has gone because I really look at that Prescott. He's a fresh new face in the organization. Ezekiel Elliott is a, definitely a fresh new face in the organization. These guys bring a little a little. Uh, 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 a little swag to this to this team that 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 they desperately needed, but I, I actually see it as a as a control swag. You understand what I'm saying? When we looked at Dez Bryant coming to the league, he brought something that was almost kind of like a a, a ludicrous, crazy, crazy swag, which was not necessary. You couldn't control him on the sideline. He had outbursts that were just detrimental to his team. These guys come with a with more of a professional. Swag. It's more like I'm in control. I'm not gonna lose my cool, and I'm gonna be a representative for this team and the organization. And I think that's that's gonna take them take them places they haven't been. And I really see this team going going maybe even going past the second round this year of the playoffs. I'm not saying they go to the going to the uh, NFC Championship, but I can see them possibly going to the second round of the playoffs. Right, right. And I think you
2: hit something really important. Can Des Bryant play the third fiddle on that offense without having a tension tantrum or displaying lack of professionalism. That's gonna be the key. Can he can he play that ball control kind of play and and, and not have uh, Tony Romo type passes deep down the field all the time? And can he play the third fiddle on the offense behind Dak and, and uh Elliot? That's gonna be the key.
1: You know and and what we've seen uh from Dak Prescott he he realizes that he has to take what's given to him all the time. What I've seen from him, he takes what's given to him all the time. But if he's going to take a chance on somebody going one against two or one against three, it's going to be Dez Bryant. He realizes that Dez Bryant is no doubt probably the most most athletic athlete on the field. His, his, his vertical is going to be higher. He's probably stronger than any DB or safety that he's going to confront. So when, he, when you see him throwing it up on that on that, like almost like a hail mary, one against three in the end zone. It's always Des Bryant. So I see him seeing a finding, finding his finding where he know his weapon is, but at the same time throwing it to eight receivers yesterday. You know that that that's that's a big thing for a young quarterback. He doesn't lock his eyes on one guy, man. This guy throws. He, he he'll throw to Des Bryant. It's, 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 um he'll throw to Cole Beasley as quick as he will to Dez Bryant.
3: Exactly,
2: and that's the sign of a young man running the offense and, and, and not being super particular, like you mentioned.
1: Yeah, hey, but you know, um, Coach, if we're going to talk about quarterbacks, let's talk about the other quarterback. You know, I didn't. I really didn't see Jameis Winston doing a lot of things to hurt his case yesterday. He threw two interceptions, and he and he had. I think he had two fumbles as well. But he he appeared to be under a whole lot more duress than Prescott ever was at any time during
2: the game. I agree with that totally. And like I said, the young man, I forget his name, 95, come out of nowhere. He took over. the Those final couple drives, he absolutely took over. I believe they had Goster Sherrillis at the right tackle, who was in for, I believe, Dotson. And then they took him out and put another guy in. He embarrassed him as well. But going back to Jameis in particular, I think, number one, he's 22 years old. And he's got all the fire and desire that you need out of your quarterback and i imagine uh, just it it just might not be his time yet. I, with a little more seasoning and experience if he keeps that fire and matures cuz again he's only 22. I think James is going to be one of the great ones.
1: Yeah, i think James is going to be one of the great ones. And, uh, and 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 let's go back to what you was talking about this young man that just pretty much dominated the uh, Tampa Bay offensive line yesterday. This kid David Irvin and and yes. and, and from what i understand he was he uh, i think he was um Dropped by by San Diego, but uh, the Dallas Cowboys picked him off, picked him up off the waiver of wire early in the season. But that name alone, alone, he don't spell it like Michael Irvin, spell his name, but that name alone will get him a little credit in in, in in Dallas. And uh, if he keeps playing like he's playing, that name is going is going him places too.
2: Agreed, the young man completely. Like I said, he dominated whoever Tampa had at right tackle. And basically thwarted any kind of a comeback late by Tampa Bay, and it was extraordinarily noticeable. He definitely made a name for himself, and for him to have been on the waiver wire, hey, hey, say what you want to say about Jerry Jones, man, that was a good move.
1: That was a good move, man. I'm telling you, and the kid is six seven, two seventy three. You know, so hey, this is this this is this, this is a potential monster, and this is the only second second year in the league. So I, I think Dallas definitely found them a a, a, a needle in a haystack. To say the least, yeah, a diamond in the rough. To say the least, yeah, but yeah. This, this, and this kid is. The, ahead, Coach Rod Marinelli,
2: the, their 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 defensive coordinator, who who's a D line guy, I'm quite sure. Particularly after that performance, he's gonna put that young man in position to do that again
1: and again. Oh yeah, oh yeah, w- without question. Uh, I really expect some big things for him. And and I'm I'm telling man, I think this Cowboys team is um they they they're. they're there, there's not a whole lot of distractions going on from this team this year. I mean, you don't hear anybody uh, getting arrested, and kicked off the team, DUIs. None of this craziness. It's just they're playing some solid football, and they almost have a, a quiet leader. And maybe it's by design. Maybe it's by um, – maybe the organization don't want him to be a, a spokesperson for the team right now. But for him to be winning – um, acid the way he's winning and performing the way he's performing at a, at almost like a uh, NFL MVP kind of season hey I think sooner or later we're gonna have to let the cat out of the bag and, and realize that this kid is a real deal and um, and he he's, he's something special 32 or 36 279 yards come on man he threw four incomplete passes he threw 36 oh, passes and only four of them were incomplete. Come on, that's that's a lot. That's that's big time.
2: Yeah, that's phenomenal. But here's my thing: How did he make it to the fourth round where he was selected? I mean, I get there's some scouts out there that's kicking themselves in the rear end.
1: Well, I I agree with you, uh, Mike. And um, was it the system that he played in at Ole Miss? I don't think so. Tim Tebow played in the same system. Uh, as a matter of fact, he was probably much more of a um, of a of a of a, of a Drop back passer than Tim Tebow ever was in college. Matter of fact, Tim Tebow and him had the same offensive coordinator in college. So uh, mm-hmm. I, I really think this guy, man. I think um, I think when we start looking at what's going on, um, we 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 can almost look at it like um, Terrell Pryor. You know, I look at mm-hmm. Terrell Pryor. Terrell Pryor is it, no way he should have. He he should have. He should, there's no way Terrell Pryor to me should be playing um wide receiver. Not that he's not a good wide receiver. I just think he could have been a good quarterback in the right, in the right system. I right. really think so. So there's a lot of cats have gone through the same thing that um that 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 Prescott is going through. And um they never had the opportunity that Prescott has been given. So let's be right. let's let's be happy that he's having this opportunity. And we really have to know that it's some people now have to look at a guy like Pres- like Dak Prescott and say, hey, man, we got to take a test on this guy right here. You know, right. uh, Jacob Jacoby Brousset, quarterback out of NC State. He's the third quarterback for the New England Patriots. You know, but, hey, I th- you got to take a look at that guy, man. Come on. absolutely. You know, and, and some teams are smart enough – to take a look at him, and some teams are still too bullheaded to say, let's take a look at him and say, uh, I don't think he'll work in our system.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Yep. Hopefully we're getting past that, Mike. Hey, hey, Coach, I want you to know, yes, man, sir. don't you have to be a stranger. You give us a call anytime. We're here every Monday night on the Sports Info, U on radio show. And, Mike, um, what you think about this Russell Athletic Bowl coming up? Um, December 28th, University of Miami will be playing West Virginia. Well, I think University of Miami ended on an
2: uptick, and uh, I'm kind of proud of some of the things they've done, kind of particularly towards the end of the year. Um, Looks like they landed themselves probably one of the top ten offensive tackles in the country in their recruiting class. Miami's on an uptick. And uh, I, I, I I look for them to win that matchup against West Virginia. Being quite honest with you.
1: Well, 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 well thank you for that vote of confidence, Mike. I really appreciate it. <laughs> I, I really do. Thank, thank you very much. You know, and, you know, uh, I, I, I we we did end the season on a very strong note, and uh, it's yet to be determined yet whether our quarterback is going to be coming back for his for his final season. Um, Mel Capa Jr. said he should definitely come back if he want to make money. Um, and some people are saying, Hey, he, he should leave so we could, so we could get some fresh blood up in there. I don't know. I think, um, I think Brad Kaya, uh, might be, um, he, he may have learned more this season than he's ever learned. And, uh, actually if he can come back, he'll have the same office coordinator, hopefully and, uh, be able to. Be able to have a have an even better season than he had this year, and be able to himself an opportunity to go into the first round and maybe even get some votes for the Heisman next year. Uh, that's, yeah, I totally that's, agree.
2: That's, I agree with Mel Kiper on that one. I think that young man serves himself so well by going back and continuing his upswing at Miami and then proving himself, like you said, to get himself up in that first round.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think he should. You know, I really think he should come back and, and get himself ready for that. Hey, Mike, Mike um, you want to give a shout-out to anybody before you get out of here, man? I know we don't want to hold you up too long.
2: No, absolutely. Um, just want to give a shout-out to the FPC family and uh, welcome uh, Coach Travis Rowland into the fold. Looking forward to great things uh, over there at FPC and in Palm Coast as a whole. Um, big shout-out to Coach Ripley over in Ventanzas. They're doing great things. And uh, Flagler County Football, including FPCM, is on the uptick. All right. And what's that new coach's name again, Mike? That's going to be Travis Rowland. He comes to All us right. from Mainland High School. Uh, had a chance to sit down with him today. Love his vision. He's a young man, full of energy. Really, really looking forward to him and uh, helping him implement his vision.
1: Hey. I know if, I know if um, anybody's going to help him and give him everything they have, it's going to be you, Mike, and uh, he got a good man working for him. And um, I wish you guys all the best. And if anything I could do for you, give me a holler. As always, I thank you, Coach, and you know I will call. I don't hesitate. I know it. Don't, don't, I, know it. I don't have to tell you not to be a stranger. Hey, thanks, Mike. Appreciate it, man. You yep. got to have a good one. Yep. Always. Always. Hey, um. That Mike, Michael Jackson, he's a great guy. He really, is he's always available, and man, and he's a good coach, man. Super guy with the with these youth that we have um, uh, over at Palm Coast High School. Um, Mike is a running backs coach there, and he's done some great things over there at that program. You uh, know, it's just a matter of time for one of these days he's going to be a head coach. They're going to be calling him to come in and be the. Be the head coach at some high school here in the state of Florida. I'm, not, I'm sure it's not going to be long. Yep. Hey, we got Scott calling from uh, from the Palakka town. What's going on, Scott? Not much, Daryl. What's going on, buddy? Hey, man. You know, University of Miami is playing well, West Virginia in the Russell Athletic Bowl, December twenty eighth. Uh, I expect to see you there, at least at a tailgate, if not inside the stadium. Yep. Oh so yeah. So you're going to be
3: there. It's it's gonna be a good game, and uh, it's, it's one
1: that we need to win because uh, uh, West Virginia—they're pretty good. They are pretty good. They—they've—they've they've, they've, um, they've had a pretty good season this year, and and I, and I think they have a pretty good coach too. Yeah, but um yes. Miami's had a, had a—you know—we've had some some hiccups this year, some ups and downs. But um, through it all, I think. Um, I guess we would have to say we we had a better season than we thought we were gonna have. But yes, oh, we had it about, about 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 what we thought we were going to have.
4: Yeah, I think I think everybody every Miami fan would would agree is the same. I mean, we uh, it could, there's th- several games that could have went the other way, and there's some that we could have won, but but uh, overall, I think we had a pretty decent
3: season. Myself.
1: Yeah, I, I think we did too. I really I really think we had a pretty good season. Um, you know, um, I think it's been it's it's it was a, it was a good season, but when we when we look at the Canes and how the history of our university, you know, we we want to see championships, man. You know, we we've yeah, never right. we've never ever tasted the ACC game. that, that well, we've yeah. never tasted the ACC championship. I'm and I'm not sure if we've ever even been to the ACC game, but we've never tasted that ACC championship. And um,
4: and I no. think that's
1: just something that we. We really I think with
4: Rick and and uh, uh, some of the recruits we got coming in. I think uh, things are going to turn around. Uh, that quarterback out of Ocala, uh, uh, I think he, he's going to be our next uh, big big quarterback coming in. You know, and, and uh, play. Uh, I've watched him come over here and kick some butt. I mean, the, the kid. I mean, he can run and he can throw that ball. And uh, that's what we need. I mean, like uh, uh, Kaya, you know, he can throw the ball, but he ain't too much on on taking off uh run. So uh, that's what we need. And, uh, a lot of you good quarterbacks now. I mean, if you, they got to be able to, uh, you know, do something with their own their feet and all
1: to be a to be a top quarterback. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and um um. Now this kid, this this this, I knew this kid. Uh, Michael Jackson was just talking about uh, his. This kid, his name is um, uh, Andrew Irvin, and it, he he is a, he is the number one offensive guard in the nation out of American Heritage High School. And American Heritage won the uh, one state championship this year too. So we're really happy to have this kid. Hey, Scott, we got to take a quick commercial break, but I want you to hold on so we can talk a little bit more about this Miami recruiting and about what's going on in this um, Russell Athletic Bowl in Miami against West Virginia. Hey, guys, we'll be right back after these messages.
3: Internet flagship station for sports.
0: Voice America
4: Sports. Join Matt Fish and Alex Clancy every week for Rebound Radio. We'll talk with the legends of basketball about how they got started, their rise to the top of the game, how basketball has changed their lives, and what they're up to now. Just like the game itself, you'll find that lives can pivot on a dime. There can be last-minute saves, and life is anything but run-of-the-mill. Rebound Radio can be heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. You won't want to miss the next show.
0: Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You're tuned in to Sports Info U.M. with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum three seven nine three at gmail.com. Now back to the show.
1: And we're back to sports info. Hey, we got Scott on the line, and Scott was giving us a little bit of info about what's going on in this recruiting world. And um, you know, and you know, Scott. Um, the, the the recruiting is get, gotta be getting a little bit tough for the University of Miami, you know I hear that I, I just read earlier that Miami has like twenty one commits, but at the same time they got they got to deal with people like Butch Davis, uh, Charlie Strong now he's over at uh, at the University of South Florida and you know that guy Willie Tiger, he left that program in really good shape, um, and then there's um um your boy Lane Kiffin. Down there at uh, FAU, so uh, Miami's going to have to deal with some with some some recruiting competition. But I really think um, the University of Miami is still going to reign over all of that because when we look at the games on Sunday, Scott, these guys are they're there. I mean, um, Miami has a lot of guys playing on Sunday every Sunday. Still, even with the bad record they've had, not a bad record, but with the teams that have not been as successful as teams have been in the past, in the last ten years, they're still putting guys in the pros.
4: Yes, you're you're right about that. Just like Frank Gore, I mean, how many uh, years has he been in the NFL, and he's still he's still rolling them. I mean, you know, exactly thing about Miami. I mean, a lot. We've got a lot a lot of players out there that yeah, Miami hasn't put out a lot, but. We still got a lot of players that are going to, you know, be uh, uh that they've they've been around for a while and they're going to be Hall of Famers, you know. Oh, yeah. And there's a lot of them. Oh, yeah. So know, uh, a know, lot of FSU fans, you know, they've got a lot, too. But but uh, what mommy's put out there, I mean, they're usually all starters. A lot of them start and they've uh, been playing for a long time.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, and you know. What we haven't really seen from Miami in, in in the past ten years is that is that pure quarterback. You know, I mean, we just yeah. we just have not seen that that guy come through our program, and we almost thought we had him in Brad Kaya. Maybe we have. Maybe we, maybe we just haven't seen it come out of Brad Kaya yet. But but um but we have we haven't seen the the Vinnie Testaverde the Gino Toretta's, the you know it's just haven't seen them guys coming through the program like we did in the '80s and in the '90s and um so yes, you're right I you know you're right I, about I, that I mean
4: it, and like I say the uh, recruiting is tough but you know a lot of them uh kids from South Florida you know my, you think of all the colleges that are, are down there now and they got good coaching. They all Miami's on top of all of them. I mean, all, most of those kids. I mean, that's Miami's what they've uh, always all been looking for. You know, right. FAU and some South Florida and some of them other ones. You know, they're coming up, but they're not Miami. I mean,
1: right? Miami is
4: your top notch program of South Florida.
1: They don't have five national championships, no matter what. Exactly. You know, no matter no no matter how. How tight you combine those schools, uh, University of South Florida, University of Central Florida, FAU, FIU, all of them. Take them all. And they still have not one national championship. And Miami is holding on to five national championships down there. And and I think that's something that's going to always be in the favor of, of the university. Hey, Scott, man, we really appreciate you calling. Don't be a stranger. Give us a call anytime. We're here every Monday night. Go Canes. Go Appreciate it, Scott. (laughs) Hey, uh, Matt, we got Vince on the line. Vince, what's going on? How things going down there in Fort Lickerdale? Pretty good, mister. I like yourself, Vince. Man, doing good, man. Loving life. I mean, Vince, when I break this life, I'm living down to the millisecond. I'm loving every millisecond of, of this life I got. You understand what I'm saying?
3: You you know I, uh, you know I I I, I love it. I got to talk to you behind the scenes though. But um, I've been doing fine myself. You know I'm trying to just take it easy to New Year's Day come. You know
1: it's hey. time to celebrate now. It's a Christmas, time, it's a giving day time. Yo, your birthday on New Year's Eve? Uh, New New Year's, ain't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh Lord, I I, I uh, I've been a couple of your birthday parties on New Year's Eve. And uh, well, let's go to something else, Vince. We don't need to talk about that right now. Um, I anyway, <laughs> I gotta wait downstairs. I'll call you. On that one. I'm sorry, Miss Oliver. I
3: wanted to ask you about what you think about what what you think think about that uh that uh that, the, the comp that, that uh I've been mean, watching the TV that they, they they boosted on the convict versus the Catholic. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. You know like every other night. And I think that the best thing ever had
1: football, college football. What when when Miami just started just acting, acting like we wanted to act, not
3: how people we want got, us to act. That, that then the, the the games that they they wished the University of Miami could be like today, but it just uh, they show on TV on, on rerun every week. Down yeah, i was saying, I know, and I know and they show a lot down there in South it's just Florida. Just so amazing how the guys overcame they fear, and and you know, and it, it was like guys like y'all, where people think y'all was doing something wild, they didn't understand. They didn't understand y'all were wild. Just just like you right now, you doing a talk show. You got half of them guys in the pros, and they still keep it moving, but they at the same time they thought they was like coming. C- 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 you know they to be in prison or
1: something like that. They, they, they gave y'all a mark that, that you stand for something. Yeah, stand and you, and you know this. Uh, I, I really think that um, it was more of an image of the city of Miami. You know what I mean? It wasn't. Yeah. I don't even mm-hmm. think it was. I don't think it had anything to do much with the University of Miami. It was nah, just nah, it was the, the city of Miami, and you know we had and, and the city of Miami back then. You know it was kind of wild. You know, Miami Vice was like the number one show on TV. And that won a few shows where they be shooting and drugs and, and violence and boats and cars and everything was in that. You know what I mean? And then at the same time, Luke Skywalker and the two-lire crew, he was all over the all over the United States getting banned from stages. Some cities wouldn't even let him come in there and get what he was wearing on it on every stage he went out on. U M baby U M yeah. so he was he was a representative of us probably not a very good one but he represented yeah. us you know what I mean and so a lot of people yeah, looked at us like that's that's who they are that's that that's them the Luke Skywalker the two line crew that's the University of yeah. Miami football team and that was
3: not who we were
1: you know that's not who we were yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. yeah they showed they chose it's amazing how long it took what thirty years twenty years ago. Thirty years, yeah. Yeah. i been since they won and y'all won the national championship.
1: 1983, ago, we won our
3: first national championship. Oh, that's, they won that's the, the what I'm one talking about. The 83 <laughs> championship. That's the one I'm talking about. That they, they 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 pulled y'all down
1: to be the convicts. Yeah, you know, and then that they, was in the they, 1987 national championship.
3: The year after I left. When y'all beat Notre Dame, you do touch guys in the locker room say, and, and it was—he he told the Sunday. It caught my eye. It caught my attention. Say, um, if you want to show me, you, you 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 can beat somebody. You beat Miami, and y'all beat him because y'all don't beat him on the fight in the football fight. And y'all beat him. You don't think that was good enough for him? And it was so funny, yeah. but I thought that was amazing, man. What i yeah. there. I, 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 I if, if if you got any pitch on TV. And you got 30-30 with Miami know today, I got to watch it. I'm I gonna watch hey, Vince, it. Now before,
1: before we go too much farther than this college football, you know, uh, I really have to applaud the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins organization, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and this Miami Dolphins football team. Because, I mean, man, man, we, we, we really never thought that this team would be in the position that they're in, winning nine games this season. You know, I know, and everybody in Miami know, didn't have any clue that the Dolphins were going to pull out nine victories this year. That just didn't expect it to happen, man. I mean, and then just to dominate the game Thursday night against the Jets, you know, I feel bad for that guy, Todd Bowles, because at one point he was an interim head coach for the Miami Dolphins. When he was down there, when uh, I can't think of the coach who lost his job, but Todd sat in as the interim head coach, and now he just got shellacked by the Dolphins Thursday night, 34-13, might end up losing his job this season, and um, the Dolphins look like they might be in, in serious standings for the playoffs, man. Yeah, they look pretty good. Matt mo'
3: pretty
1: tough.
3: Matt Moore for the South. I like Matt Moore. I've
1: been liking Matt Moore. I don't know why they don't never let him play. What's he you, know, about that? you know, you uh, know, Matt Moore. He he's one of those guys that um that lost his job to me because they got a first round pick. Because Matt Moore was really coming into his own when he lost his job. Now he he lost his job because they got Tannehill <laughs> in the first round. That's the only reason he lost his job. So But I, I, the reason let me ask you something. Since you say that I want to
3: read this article for you while I got you on the call. And then I'll leave you alone. It's a Vincent Williams, a big pop of barbecue in Fort Lauderdale, thanks Miami Dolphins for defensive tackle Earl Mitchell for his free turkey on Wednesdays. Miami Dolphin Player Coaches, women, organizations, and Mascot Touchdown will partner up with 100 public Supermarket and feeding South Florida to District 500 Thanksgiving meals to a local family. And they made this, and I, I hate to say it, but we made the Fort lauderdale hey. of the uh, and that was me that, with, with
1: um with Mitchell. That's I a good that was thing. A great thing. That, that's 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 a good thing when you make the picture when you make when you make the newspaper in that section. It ain't no good thing when your name be in the little section way back there in the back of the newspaper. Yeah, it was the, the that, was the that ain't no good page. thing there. You know, I so I like the I like the fact that your name is in the in the paper with the dolphins. You know what I mean? Yeah, keep that up, man. You keep that up. That's right. That's how yeah. that teamwork's done. They yeah. they first day, the man told
3: me, he said, how you, like the, how you don't like the Dolphin if, if you come to get the dirty? I said, man, you know I've been a Dolphin all my life. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't switch We gotta I'm let a you shit. go. Because we got, we got. Uh-huh. To to get on the phone. I will call you later, Darrell. I a to talk to you today. It's always good, brother. Peace and love, man. And get, get a whole, get a whole world of Fort Lauderdale, the whole land down there in Broward County. Send them my love. Hey, call me, man Because I want to tell you about Coach. I don't know
3: if you heard about Coach that passed, but call yeah, me when you know. get a chance. I am going to talk to you.
1: All right. I'll holler at you. Peace. Okay. Hey guys, thanks. that was Vince calling us from um, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, giving us an update on what's going on down there, in Fort Lauderdale. You know, but um, you know, but before we go any further, you know, um, the Jacksonville Jaguars—they did fire uh, Gus Bradley, and um, you know, you wonder how how what's going to happen with this Jacksonville Jaguar team, and I really hope that. Um, the Jacksonville Jaguars, some kind of way, they can bring Tom Coughlin back here, and if nothing else, just be an advisor to the program, to the to the to the organization, because we just have not been on the right track since he left. And I don't know if um, I don't know if I know we not I don't. I wouldn't advise them to bring him back as a coach. But they really need to get somebody in here this time with some experience. Um, you know, I hear Rex Ryan is going to probably lose his job in Buffalo this year, so that wouldn't surprise me if Rex Ryan comes to Jacksonville because they really need somebody in here with some kind of uh, some kind of experience. I don't know who it's going to be, but they need somebody that's going to bring a level of um, a, a level of a professionalism. And, I, I, and I, when I look at Gus Bradley, I, I I kept saying this throughout the whole season. You're looking at a team that only uses a small portion of their playbook. When you look at other teams, they use a, a big portion of their playbook. And the the Jaguars did the same thing every week. I mean, you got to be able to do some things different. I don't know whether it's a, a halfback pass or whether it's a run more short screens or run more uh, wide receiver screens. You got to do some things different. You just cannot keep doing the same thing and think you're going to get better results. You know, we we look at a guy like Andy Reid. Andy Reid, uh, when he when he when he got fired from Philadelphia, that was unjust. I mean, he, the guy was just he he was unjustly fired at Philadelphia he wasn't fired very long but he's a guy that will use every play in his playbook and you really have to open a playbook up when you get in the NFL you just can't you cannot be um you know you just can't do this simple stuff all the time and think that it's going to um it's going to work you really gotta you gotta make some adjustments you know but when we were talking about the, the Miami Dolphins, you know the Dolphins are, are second place in the AFC in the AFC East with a record of nine and five, behind the uh, New England Patriots, who have the best record in the NFL at a record of twelve and two. Um, you know the Pittsburgh Steelers are in first place in the AFC North, uh, behind and behind them is the Baltimore Ravens with a record of eight and six. Pittsburgh Steelers are holding down with a record of nine and five. Um, that's the same record that the Dolphins have in, a, in the second place in uh, in the division. Well, in the AFC, in the in the the Sarge division in football, uh, Houston, Texas, came back and beat the Jacksonville Jaguars yesterday. Um, they were at one point they were leading them by 13 points um, in the first half. They came back and beat them. But but Houston and Tennessee Titans both have the same record in the AFC in the AFC South of record of eight and six. Well, the Oakland Raiders and the Kansas City Chiefs. Oakland Raiders have already clinched the um, the AFC West with a record of eleven and three, and the Kansas City Chiefs are definitely going to probably get that wild card play, um, division with a record of wild card spot with a record of ten and four. The Dallas Cowboys have already clinched the um, the NFC East with a record of ten with a record of twelve and two, and looks like the um, the New York Giants are probably going to get that wild card spot in the in the uh, out of that NFC East. Well, you know, Green Bay Packers they've been playing some pretty good football lately, but they still have an uphill climb to come up out of that NFC North because the the Detroit Lions are. Oh they've they've turned out to be a pretty good team. They lost yesterday to the New York Giants, but the Detroit Lions have have turned out to be a pretty a uh, solid football team. And um I I it makes you wonder what's going to happen in the um NFC South with the Atlanta Falcons and the um the Atlanta Falcons with a record of 9 and 5 who are really not they they're playing okay, but they just don't really look like a team that's going to do do very much in the playoffs. And It makes you wonder how far can this guy Matt Ryan um, take um, take the Atlanta Falcons? You know he's he's been there for a while now, and has he has he reached the ceiling? Um, have we are, are we gonna maybe possibly see something like we saw with uh, San Diego Charger when they got rid of Drew Brees? Matt, and my, uh, I just don't see that happening. I just I, I think I think Atlanta's gonna live and die with this guy um, Matt Ryan and. I'm probably going to end up um, not going very, not going very far with them. Well, um, the Seattle Seahawks are, are, have clinched a, a playoff um, spot too, and they have a record of nine and four. And the Arizona Cardinals lost yesterday, uh, and they have a record of a um, of five and eight, and they're second in that division. Well. This is, it's, we still have some, uh, a lot of football to be played in just a little bit of time, and I guess what I'm really talking about is a lot of football decisions are going to be made in just the next two weeks of the regular season. Hey, guys, you're listening to Sports InfoU on the Voice America Radio, and we'll be back after these messages.
3: This week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, we're tapping into the autumn bite for bass, walleyes, catfish, and more. With J.P. DeRose from Breaking Boundaries, Steels Reel in the Outdoors with Joe Thomas, and Ronnie Green from A Fishing Story. We'll discuss how to pattern their movements, must-have tackle for the fall bite, and how the weather affects their feeding patterns. It's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, and World Fishing Network. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel.
4: Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk?
0: Sports channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're tuned in to Sports Info U.M. with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show.
1: And welcome back to Sports Info UM. You know, um, Hugh Jackson came out and said to um, Robert, Robert is Robert Griffin he's not all that Robert Griffin III and Roger III three. It's just Robert came out and told Robert, came out and said that Robert does not have a, uh, a vote of confidence from him for next year. And, um, and, you know, he says, hey, and says that Robert will be on a short leash this week against the Chargers. Now, um... That's not that's not that's not a lot. That's not saying a uh, uh, that's not a, a big vote of confidence for this guy Robert Griffin because you know, man, really, Cleveland Browns have not won a game this season, and here it is, your coach is saying that you're on a short leash. You're on a short leash this week, and he's only played in maybe three games the whole season. So I guess I'm really questioning. How much longer are we going to see this guy, Robert Griffin, in the league? You know, will we, will we be, will we be talking about him in the Canadian Football League in the next couple of years? Or really, are we? Are is he going to get his act together and um and, and 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 show some signs of what we thought he could be when he came into the league? I, I'm I'm really questioning um, whether this guy has what it takes to. To, to to lead a team, I mean, I'm not, am I really think maybe he does have the uh, the athletic ability, but does he have the leadership to lead a team? Will men follow him? And I'm not so sure. I'm really not so sure. I I I, I don't think he. I don't think they will. And um, that's a that's a big question. The Jaguars GM. It's already came out. It says um, Gus Bradley's gone. They don't even they haven't decided on who they're going to um, hire as the interim head coach for the rest of this season. I'm sure they're just going to promote somebody from within. But Blake Bortles. The GM says he will not commit to Blake Bortles for the 2017 season. Now, You know, this is a this is a young man who was a first round draft pick um, for the Jaguars. And now they're already giving up on him. Come on. It makes you wonder, you know, how how what what's the deal? You know, wow. This is this is this is a short lease that they've had him on. He's only been with this team for three years and already they're talking about and a first pick. You know, when you when you when you can a first pick like that, it's almost like somebody made a big mistake. Somebody paid a paid this guy a lot of money, and he he didn't pan out. Somebody didn't do their homework. You know, I mean, S- S- human resources hired him without looking at his background or doing a thorough look into his background. Because I think maybe they they probably would have found out that this kid, this guy. Um, he gets lazy as as the game progresses. Sometimes his his throwing motion is not as good in the fourth quarter as it was in the first quarter, and and his leadership skills has always seems that he seemed to have been a problem. You know, uh, we we talk about some quarterbacks, even Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, he's always appeared to be a good leader. I don't know about his about his thinking skills sometimes, and I'm definitely not his. Um, his athletic ability, I think Matt Ryan has quite quite a bit of athletic ability, but for some reason or another, he's not, his thinking gets kind of clouded late in the game. Blake Bortles, I've seen that happen to him quite a bit, being close to the Jacksonville program because I live not far from Jacksonville, and I see them almost every week. And from time to time, I've gone to see him play. But... Um, Bortles have, have they've really he really struggles late in games, and uh, and that's not what we want to see from our quarterbacks. We want to see our quarterbacks be as fresh mentally as they were in late in the game as they were early in the game, and some sometimes um he appears to to not not have that. Now, what does disturb me a little bit is um you know yeah Gus Bradley's fired and um. Um no uh this is what this is what disturbs me. Kyle Shanahan is a candidate for this job. Now, Kyle Shanahan was a a quarterback for the University of Florida. And um he never played. Never I never saw him touch the field once entire career. I don't I don't remember. But he did get a coaching job with the Washington Redskins when his dad was a coach at the Washington Redskins, and now it appears as though this young man, who still has looked like a baby face, um, has an opportunity to to coach the Jacksonville Jaguars. Can you really, 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 really see men respecting Kyle Shanahan in the Jaguars' locker room? I just, I just, I just can't see that. When um, when this guy here is probably um, younger, um, he's probably younger than almost every guy in the locker room. So I, I don't I don't see how that's going to work. I don't see it happening. Don't think it's going to happen. So I think that might be just some wishful thinking. But it won't surprise me. It won't surprise me if the Jaguars. Dip back down into the well, and came up with Mike Shanahan—not Mike Shanahan, but Tom Coughlin—to be the um the um the, be the head coach. I, I think that might be a, a, a nice move. I I really think so because Coach Shanahan, Coach um Coach Coughlin, has made it very clear that he wants to coach. You know, and, and here if, if a if a if a man wants to coach, I think we should let him coach. You know, I I, I just think if, if he wants to coach, he should be able to coach. Yeah, I, I I I um so hey uh Mike Shanahan, uh Kyle Shanahan was born in 1979. So it's, wow, he's not even forty years old. I don't. I don't think that's gonna work. Uh, I don't. At twenty-eight, at twenty-eight years old and twenty-six days, he became the youngest uh, NFL offensive coordinator promoted by the Houston Texans, and that was in two. That was in January eleventh of two thousand and eight. And hey, I think Mike. I think Kyle Shanahan could be a good coach. But I really don't think he's ready to uh, be promoted to that position just yet. I think there's still – I think, you know, hey, um, Lovey Smith, please. Let's get Lovey Smith. Give him a shot in Jacksonville. I don't know if South Georgia is ready for Lovey Smith yet. But um, let's – I can see him getting another shot at a head coaching job. But I just don't see um, Kyle Shanahan um, being ready for this job. Not just yet, you know. And, and I, I, I could be wrong, because um, you know when we when we look at um, at the Miami Dolphins, hey, you know they who would have thought that they were um, they would be where they are. When we look at the um, at the Carolina Panthers, you know Ron Rivera, Ron Rivera had his team in a Super Bowl last year, and now his team is is below five hundred. You know, and, and we're wondering if if they may be able to make the playoffs. And it's probably, um, and as way things are looking right now, um, um, they won't make the playoffs. So, um, you know, if, if Ron Rivera can go from the Super Bowl to almost the bottom, um, Kyle Shanahan may be able to, um, go some places. But, let's don't get it twisted. Um there's some other coaches that's going to feel feel the hammer coming down on them this year. And, uh, I really think that, um, you know, Jacksonville Jaguars, they've lost their coach. Um, it's, it's not going to be surprising for uh, Chicago bears. Uh, their coach, he could be, he could be, um, he could be fired. Um, so it's, 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 it's quite a few NFL coaches that, um, um, that could lose their job this year, so that, that's that's you know, and that's that's just the nature of the beast, you know. Um, and and possibly the, the next the next coach who's gonna get prior is going to get fired is John Fox of the Chicago Bears, you know. Um, John Fox is, you know, he 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 inherited Jay Cutler. You almost not have to say much more. Jay Cutler is one of the most disinterested people in football I've ever seen. You know, he appears that way every time he he touches the field. Ty Bowles, and this is Ty Bowles. um, This is Ty Bowles' first year with the New York Jets, and uh, he's probably going to end up losing his job um, um, this year. And Bill O'Brien, who has the best best record in the division. Um, he's probably, uh, nah, not Bill O'Brien, but, um, Todd Bowles is probably, uh, a, a, a good guy, a super good guy, but he just, uh, he just didn't get the job done and um, he just didn't get the job done this year. And it's going to be, it's going to be tough for him to, to hold, to hold on to his job. For next year, it, it really is, and I, I feel bad for him because I, I really think um, I, I really thought he did a did a good job um, early in the season. But Ryan Fitzpatrick came to camp very late, and Geno Smith has never, never even, never proven to be competitive. Not even, not a starter. Not close to even being a starter. Let's just say competitive. That's all we want our quarterbacks to do is compete, be competitive. One of the other coaches that we talked about earlier in the show is Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan is probably going to be fired fired by the Buffalo Bills. I hate to say that. And I I just – I I don't want to say this because I don't want it to happen, but Hugh Jackson has not won a game this year, and he could possibly be fired. Every year we talk about Marvin Lewis getting fired – if Marvin Lewis gets fired, I hope the Jaguars Jaguars hire him the next day because he will make a difference. He's the kind of coach the Jaguars need. Because that you know, they need somebody that's gonna be you can tell Marvin Lewis, get behind closed doors. He might be in your face kind of guy. So I think that might be what they need. And Chuck Pagano, you know, um, Chuck, Chuck Pagano has dealt with some health issues in the past. And it's almost was a, at a point where the Indianapolis Colts felt like they owed him because he had he had, had health issues in the past. But um, his health has gotten better and. He may be losing his job, and I really think that um, there's a chance that um, that he could lose his job. Here's another guy came in the league one year, Chip Kelly. Chip is going to be the happiest person in the world when the 49ers fire him. That means that he'll be able to go back and get him a job in Texas or go back and get him a job somewhere in college football. Guys, that's a quick list of guys that possibly will not be back in the league next year in the NFL and 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 chip don't blame don't blame it on Colin Kaepernick and his antics is the reason you didn't make have a successful run in the NFL I just don't think you really wanted to have a successful run in the NFL is the only reason you didn't have a good good run in the NFL. Chip Kelly's been hiding out in college in, in professional football for three years now, and it's and, and his suspension in the NCAA is over at the end of this season. So guess what? He'll be hightailing it back to college football as soon as he does poorly enough to be fired by another. NFL team. And you got to wonder, how many guys get a chance to coach in the NFL after having two horrible, you 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 have a horrible stint with one team, you get fired, weeks later you get you get fired, you get hired again? Come on. You know, and and and, and, and if they want to give that money away, they sh- they could have gave it to some uh, feed feed the world or something cuz Chip Kelly just went there and, and just collected two or three dump trucks full of money. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to Sports Info U. We'll be back next week with more sports information. And Cam Newton, get yourself together, man. This ain't about modeling and fashion. This is about football. We'll be back next week with more sports information, guys. Peace. Peace.